Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. It is an unfortunate duty of mine to bring you the latest news of the suppression of religious orders by Rome. Sometimes the suppression of religious orders comes in the form of an overt closing of a religious house, a convent or monastery, which is followed by the liquidation of their assets, as some are alleging is happening in Texas right now. Suppression can also come in another form. The Vatican can, and frankly often does, force traditional religious orders to abandon the traditional Mass and adopt the Novus Ordo, and it always has the same catastrophic consequences. Vocations always dry up. Monks or nuns find that their vocations they already have wither and die on the vine, and they return to life as laity in some form, and the religious order itself begins to slowly wither away. Facing the prospect of being consolidated with another religious order or absolute closure. Either of those steps always leads to the Vatican and the diocese controlling and selling the property. We have another story of that happening today, this time in the eldest daughter of the church, France. A community of traditional Dominican nuns called the Institute of the Dominican Sisters of the Holy Spirit had an apostolic visitation recently to its mother house, and now the order is being forced to adopt what Francis has rather sarcastically called the unique and sole expression of the Roman rite of mass, and to abandon the TLM, with the consequences that always follows that action. So our story today comes from Rate Celi. Quote, This time it's certain. The new mass, celebrated worthily, of course, is coming, discreetly but surely, into all the houses of the Institute of the Dominican Sisters of the Holy Spirit, i.e. the Mother House in Pont Calais, Diocese of Vannes, the École du Fort in Nantes, Labaf in the Diocese of Epinal, and the Saint Cloud in the Diocese of Nantes. In fact, they have been asked from now on to make use of priests who are willing to celebrate the Novus Ordo, with two consequences. First, the gradual sidelining of priests belonging to the Fraternity of St. Peter, the Institute of Christ the King, etc., in favor of diocesan priests only, as is already the case at St. Cloud, where the parish has taken over the school chaplaincy. Second, the introduction of the Novus Ordo in the various houses of the Institute, which at the outset is alleged to be exceptional but is supposed to become more frequent. Within the Institute, which was already in a bad way with hardly any new vocations, there is now a veritable hemorrhage. To the twenty or so sisters, novices or professed, who have left the Institute or have been exclaustered these past ten years, out of a community of barely one hundred, Four more exclaustrated sisters have recently been added. In other words, almost one-fifth of the sisters have left, and more are about to do so. For other reasons, one sister among the latest arrivals has asked to be relieved of her temporary vows. End quote. It is a historic fact that the first casualties in the church after the revolution of Vatican II were religious houses. Communities of monks and nuns lost staggering amounts of members for a number of reasons in the years after the council, but the most often cited by those who left the religious life and the priesthood at that, at that time was the Novus Ordo itself. For those who prefer the Novus Ordo, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but its impact cannot be denied. A collapse in new vocations, a destruction of existing vocations, and a restructuring of religious life away from the contemplative and towards the self and towards materialist action. Contemplative houses were almost entirely destroyed in this process, as we're seeing in this case here, and it can all be traced back to the imposition of the new mass 
on groups that were dedicated to their traditions. And the most telling part of this is that those traditional religious houses who chose to play ball with Rome and all of this by aligning with groups like the FSSP and the Institute of Christ the King and similar groups, instead of being quasi-independent by aligning with the SSPX, as a number of religious houses do, they are now facing the exact consequences many of us warned about two years or more ago, when this crackdown of religious houses began to really take on a whole new life. This is not an I told you so either. This is a get ready for more of this because more is definitely coming. And what is coming precisely? Well, it's simple. The Vatican is using the concept of obedience that is important to the life of Catholics as a cudgel to force compliance to the new religion, as they are with the case of these nuns. So we go back to that article now. Quote, In an institute whose specific identity included the traditional mass, the upheavals of recent years, including treatment of Mother Marie Ferriol, who was dismissed from the religious state by Rome without further explanation, sound familiar, are affecting the sisters. The pressure cooker is on the boil, and the steam has nowhere to go. The vow of obedience is completely hijacked, confides a close friend of a one of the sisters. Under the pretext of obedience, they accept this liturgical devolution, and no longer know where they stand. There has been talk of spiritual abuse and control within the Benedictines of the Sacred Heart of Montmartre at Pont Calais. It seems to be the same. Twenty or so sisters are leaving, absent or exclaustrated. The pupils are affected. Sisters within the institute, who are, quote, too traditional, are being restricted, with as little contact as possible with the students or alumni. They say that the claim of unanimous agreement is an illusion, due to the gagging of the sisters. To justify Mother Marie Ferriol's dismissal, Dom Jean-Charles Nault, abbot of St. Wadriel, an apostolic visitor, spoke of dissimulation and lies at the root of a climate of suspicion and fear. But this reproach can just as well be turned against, around against the current leadership of the congregation and its Roman supporters. Furthermore, the conditions imposed on sisters seeking exclaustration are contrary to all justice. The sisters can number no more than one in any given diocese, only one in the entire of Ile de France, Paris, and environs, and no exclaustrated sisters in dioceses where there are institute houses. These conditions fall afoul of both civil law and canon law, and they reveal the hubris of the current leadership. They also reveal a thinly veiled concern that some sisters might reconstitute schools or rebuild women's congregations, end quote. And that's the exact reason why they limit where they can live. But to be clear, the Vatican is using illegal methods to suppress tradition, illegal in both the sense of the secular law in France and in terms of canon law. See, the key term here is exclaustration, which is defined as the official authorization for a member of a religious order, bound by perpetual vows, to live for a limited time outside the religious institute, usually with a view to discerning whether to depart definitively. In other words, this is the trial period for a religious to go back to living in the world, to giving up the vocation. The Vatican is limiting how many of these women can live in a diocese at a time, and they aren't permitted to live in a diocese served by the religious order. That's a violation of both canon and civil law. Not that Bergoglio's Rome cares anything at all about the law. If Francis cared about that, then he'd not have lifted the excommunication of Father Marco Rupnik. Do you remember Father Rupnik? He's the priest from the Jesuit church who liked to have his way with, uh, you know, women religious. Multiples of them over many years. 
He's best known for painting some, uh, shall we say, very creepy and unsettling paintings that are supposed to be holy images. But because they distort holy things, they are fairly diabolical in their appearance. Father Ruptic had his excommunication lifted by Francis personally. Now, he was expelled from the Jesuit order and is likely to get incarnated in a diocese somewhere because that is his right as a priest. And then he will be free to spend his time fully dedicated to painting his weird art, which will be used by the Vatican. They've actually already said as much recently. Yes, the Vatican said there was nothing keeping them from being able to keep using his art regardless of the allegations against him. If you can believe it. I'm not making that up either. With the threat of excommunication lifted, many are noting that Father Rupnik will live basically as if nothing happened to him at all or that he had done nothing wrong, free of all consequences of his actions. Remember, he went after nuns to fulfill his fleshly desires. Maybe that's the kind of man they like in Rome these days. Maybe they'll make him an apostolic visitor for Francis to houses of women religious. That would fit him perfectly. The effect of the imposition of the Novus Ordo on the women at that French convent has been, well, frankly, immediate. There had been a waitlist for vocations to religious life there previous. And I say had been because the waitlist is gone. The vocations dried up entirely. And I'm not that surprised. As I said a few moments ago, that happened when the Novus Ordo was imposed on the church. You can look at the graphs and see the trend line went catastrophically down starting with the innovations in the Mass in the late 1960s and the imposition of the Bugnini-Cramner rite in 1970. Thus, it's happening to this order of traditional nuns, too. And the sad thing is that no one honestly really seems to care, save for a few of you watching this. And for those of you who care enough, I hope you'll join me in dedicating a rosary today for the intentions of that community of nuns, that they may be liberated in the true Catholic sense from the oppression of the Bergolians in Rome and their false church. Whatever that liberation means to our Lord, and that fits his will, that is the intention today. So please keep them in your prayers. But as I always end up asking you at the end of these, are you surprised by this? Are you surprised that the Pope that soon-to-be Cardinal Kissyface Fernandez said was the embodiment of the spirit of Vatican II would force this upon a group of nuns who had been minding their own business? Because that's what they've been doing. They had been keeping the contemplative life as their ancestors had. Their only crime had been having the audacity to have too many vocations to the religious life because they were dedicated to the same liturgy as their ancestors going back to the 5th century. And that's in light of the fact that their vocations weren't that great either. I'm curious what you think about this. So let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media. That helps a lot too. And remember, keep those nuns in your prayers today. Dedicate your rosary to them today if you can. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.